From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, South Korea's first lunar probe, Danuri, successfully enters its target orbit. President Yoon Suk-yeol orders unequivocal retribution for any North Korean provocation following the recent border trespassing of North Korean drones. And North Korean leader Kim Jong-un presents goals for bolstering defense capabilities at a year-end party meeting. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. The nation's first lunar probe has successfully entered its target orbit, making South Korea only the seventh country in the world to put a satellite around the moon. President Yoon Suk-yeol hailed Danuri's latest feat as a confirmation of the nation becoming a space and science technology powerhouse. Richard Larkin has more. South Korea's first lunar orbiter Danuri has successfully entered the moon's orbit. The science ministry and the Korea Aerospace Research Institute confirmed on Wednesday that Danuri achieved lunar orbit on Tuesday. 145 days after being launched into space from the Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida on a Falcon 9 rocket developed by U.S. aerospace company SpaceX. According to the ministry Ankari, the achievement comes after Danuri conducted its third and last lunar orbit insertion maneuver to enter the moon's orbit at around 11.06 a.m. on Monday. Although Kari planned to conduct five LOIs, Lunar orbit was achieved with just three rounds of the maneuver, which involves lowering the speed of the spacecraft while committing it to the gravity of the moon in order to achieve a lunar orbit altitude of 100 kilometers. President Yoon Suk-yeol celebrated the probe's successful entry into the moon's orbit in a social media post on Wednesday, saying it has confirmed the excellence of the country's space and science technology and has made a historical mark with the nation becoming one of the world's seven space powerhouses. He also thanked the researchers involved in the development of the space vehicle for their years of hard work. Currently, Danuri is moving around the moon every two hours from an altitude of a little over 100 kilometers above the surface and plans to embark on a year-long mission to collect lunar surface data from January. Richard Larkin, KBS World Radio News. President Yoon Suk-yeol called on his top national security aides to strike back against any North Korean provocation without hesitation, regardless of the North's nuclear arsenal. During a meeting with his advisors and aides on national security held in Yongsan on Wednesday, Yoon urged unequivocal retribution, saying this would act as the best suppression for any provocation. Yoon's remarks come after he reprimanded top brass for their inadequate readiness in the wake of North Korean drones breaching South Korean airspace on Monday and ordered disproportionate measures against such incursions. According to a senior official at the top office on Wednesday, the president chastised Defense Minister Lee Jong-sup the previous day over the military's failure to intercept the drones. Yoon reportedly berated E for failing to draw up appropriate measures in light of similar incidents that occurred in the past. The president also ordered a disproportionate response, such as deploying two or three drones north of the military demarcation line for every North Korean drone that crosses into sovereign airspace and to shoot them down when necessary. He later called for an acceleration in existing plans to set up an exclusive drone unit within the military during Tuesday's cabinet meeting. The military put forth a midterm plan calling for an average annual increase of 6.8% in the military budget for the next five years. In the plan for 2023 through 2027 announced on Wednesday, 
The defense ministry said it will need some 331.4 trillion won in funds for the five-year period. Of the total, 107.4 trillion won will go toward upgrading defense capabilities and allocate an additional 224 trillion won for managing troops, equipment, and facilities. The ministry said funds for modernizing defense capacity will focus primarily on the three-axis deterrence involving the Korea Massive Punishment and Retaliation, the Kill Chain Preemptive Strike Platform, and the Korea Air and Missile Defense System. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has presented goals for bolstering the country's defense capabilities next year during a key meeting of the ruling Workers' Party. According to the North's state-run Korean Central News Agency on Wednesday, Kim made the announcement during the sixth plenary meeting of the 8th Central Committee of the Workers' Party, which convened for a second day on Tuesday. During the meeting, Kim reportedly presented new key goals for 2023 to bolster the nation's self-defense capabilities to deal with the changing situation on the Korean Peninsula. Without elaborating on the key goals, the report said that Kim presented principles and policy direction for the party and the government related to the defense of the country's sovereignty and national interests. In addition, Kim reportedly presented principles and methods for expanding achievements in science, education, and health, as well as overcoming serious flaws in those areas. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. The presidential office has unveiled a final version of the administration's diplomatic strategy for the Indo-Pacific region. Kim Sung-han, the head of the National Security Office on Wednesday, announced the completion of the final report on the nation's first unilateral diplomatic strategy applied to a particular region. The administration has been preparing the strategy since the South Korea-U.S. summit in May. In November, President Yoon Sung-yeol revealed the strategy's key visions of liberty, peace and prosperity and principles of engagement, trust and reciprocity during a summit with the Southeast Asian countries. The top office emphasized that while past administration's diplomatic plans were limited to the surrounding Northeast Asia area concerning North Korea and economic and trade cooperation, the strategy is aimed at bolstering cooperation on issues beyond the region. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan welcomed South Korea's unveiling of its own Indo-Pacific strategy as one that will enhance the Allies' capacity to promote world peace and nuclear non-proliferation. A research group has found that South Koreans have the most negative view of China among scores of countries surveyed. The Diplomat, a U.S. news magazine, reported on Saturday that an international research group, which included the Central European Institute of Asian Studies, presented the findings of a survey of 1,364 South Korean adults between April 11th and June 23rd. According to the survey, 81% of South Korean respondents said they have negative or very negative sentiments about China, the highest level of the 56 countries surveyed as part of the Sinophone Borderlands project. The figure marks a large gap of about 10 percentage points with Switzerland and Japan, which came in second and third with 72% and 69% respectively. The diplomat speculated that fine dust from China might have strongly influenced the unfavorable sentiment, saying that the most negative aspect of China in the opinion of the South Korean public was China's impact on the global natural environment. The foreign ministry's official development assistance budget for next year has been earmarked at some 2 trillion won, up 18.5% from this year. 
A ministry official revealed the figure to reporters on Tuesday while explaining the budget allocated for the ministry for 2023. The ministry's ODA budget includes spending plans for the Korea International Cooperation Agency's collaborative projects in partner countries, as well as contributions made through international organizations. The budget is significantly larger than the 1.3 trillion won that was allocated back in 2019 before the COVID-19 pandemic broke out. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 52.34 points, or 2.24% on Wednesday, closing the day at 2,280.45. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, losing 11.82 points, or 1.68%, to close the day at 692.37. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 4.41 against the dollar, ending the day at 1,267.1. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy. 